Hey, everybody, welcome to the A1 Auto Body Podcast with your host, Nick Sands. Today, I am talking with Ryan Yarusi from WA Building Movers in Westfield, Virginia. Or, um, Virginia, Jesus Christ, New Jersey. <laughs> How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. How did I do with that last name? Oh, you did great. Spot on. Killed it. All right, perfect. This is a good start. I, I messed up your state, but I got your last name right. That's got to be some sort of good omen. You know, you got the harder one right, so so I think we're on, I think we're on track here. I was literally so focused on getting that one right that there's no way I could have got the rest of that right. <laughs> um, so I found your Instagram account uh, like a month and a half or so ago, and yep. I was honestly blown away um, by it. You guys essentially lift giant buildings off the ground on sticks, and then either move them or like build foundations under them. <laughs> yep. That's right. So we, <laughs> we are uh, technically structure, structural movers. Um, we pick up houses, buildings, any object basically that you need moved and we pick them up from one location and move them to another location. That is insane. <laughs> um, especially when you see it on the photos. So if anyone hasn't, look at your Instagram. It's not like you're like some of the stuff you lift is like, you know, a house or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then some of the stuff you lift is like hotels, like giant hotels. Yeah. So we've, yeah, we've moved uh, a six condominium, uh six condo condominium. Um, it was about 175 feet long, uh, 60 feet wide. It weighed about 550 tons. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we moved that. That was actually a model home for um, a developer, uh, they had developed the whole property. Instead of tearing that down to develop there commercially, they decided to move that building to the last spot that they were trying to develop and uh, sell those units instead of uh, tear the existing one down and uh, build new. So we ended up moving that, um, spinning it 180 degrees, moving it about three quarters of a mile and moving it over into a full foundation, um, uh, you know, on the other side of the site over there. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Is that is that the biggest thing you've lifted? Uh, it's not the biggest thing I've lifted. That's the biggest thing I've I've moved. Um, you know, my dad, uh, who actually is the one who incorporated the business uh, in 1970, he's uh, moved some big stuff around the country with some other movers. Um, but that's the biggest thing that I've ever moved. Uh, I think I've lifted some things that are probably bigger than that. Um, in you know in my career but that's definitely probably the biggest thing we've moved or at least i've moved yeah and so you mentioned your dad there um why don't you go back and just tell us kind of how you got into the business sure so um you know i grew up uh helping my dad um yeah you know through uh in high school and then through college um i actually uh went to college i had a scholarship to play lacrosse so um, I, you know, my whole family was like, well, if you don't take the scholarship, you're an idiot. So, you know, I went to college, did the whole college thing, tried to get a, did finance and accounting, um, tried to get a job out of college, uh, and then Hurricane Sandy hit. And, uh, when Hurricane Sandy hit, my father got real busy and, uh, you know, I basically just ran back into the business full time. And we were, since Hurricane Sandy, which I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with, which uh, I guess I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. <laughs> uh, work really, work really uh, took off after that. We did a lot of house raising. I think we've, we just passed just Hurricane Sandy work. We've raised eighteen hundred houses since then. So, we've been, uh, you know, we've been really uh, 
really pushing strong since then. Um, and that doesn't even include regular commercial work or um, work that wasn't related to uh, storm work. I think the thing that most people are probably thinking right now is like, I didn't realize that many houses need to be lifted up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's still a lot more to do. I mean, we're still doing hurricane Irene work in Northern Jersey and uh, New York. Um, you know, we were out, uh, me and one guy from our business, we were out in, uh, in New York city. We were in um, Brooklyn and Queens. Well, we had a contract with New York city actually to uh, raise some houses out there. There's a ton of work that still needs to be done out there, especially in uh, Staten Island. So there's uh there's work, um, you know, wherever, wherever flooding exists, there's work. So, uh, you know, we have uh, North Jersey and Pompton Plains, um, even like uh, new, near Giant Stadium or the new MetLife Stadium, there's a, there's a ton of flooding occurs up there from the rivers up there. So it's, uh, you know, you get pockets of things everywhere. Really, uh, it doesn't, you know, flooding doesn't really take any, uh, take it easy on anybody. <laughs> and what is the point of actually lifting the house up? Uh, sure. like so these houses that need to be raised, because uh, basically like the, the FEMA guidelines, um, they come out with, uh, a base flood elevation, which basically says, okay, if your house is below, your finished floor is below this point, your flood insurance, you're going to have to pay a premium on it. So a lot of grants came out that allowed people to um, not only lift their house, but basically restore their house. So people were getting a lot of money to do that kind of work. Um, now, you don't have to raise your house if you own it, but um, you know anything below that floodplain will not be insured. So say you're, you know, your finished floor, if you own the house and you don't want to have flood insurance, every time that you get flooded, it's money out of your pocket that has to be, um, that you'd have to pay in order to get your house fixed. Now, the reason people are raising their houses are obviously to get above that base flood elevation so that when storms like this, which, um, you know, Sandy was, Hurricane Sandy was supposed to be a hundred year storm. Obviously, uh, you know, you see flooding coming around the country all over the place that, they keep saying our 500 year storms, all these things like that, but these <laughs> they people just keep are getting, adding on. They just keep adding yeah, on. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So people are getting out of that flood zone. So when things do flood, they're all their, you know, their finished floor, all their belongings are way out of, uh, out of harm's way. I remember, or I think I remember back when New York flooded that most people probably didn't even have flood insurance. Right. Cause that wasn't even something that people were worried about happening from, is no. that right? No, no, a lot of people didn't, um, you know, and the crazy thing about like when we were working out in, um, uh, in Brooklyn, especially Brooklyn, they've paved the roads so many times. So the roads, like a lot of these houses, you'll walk in from the street and you'll walk down steps to get into the house. <laughs> so, so, you know, a lot of these things, we couldn't even get steel underneath them. We were picking them up with just using jacks on the houses. We'd have to pick them up four or five feet before we could even get steel underneath them. So these poor people out there, when they got flooded, um, you know, say there was two feet of water on the street, there was, you know, they were their house was six feet of water in the ground. It was, it was crazy out there. So, um, you know, it was a uh, definitely was uh, that was an experience getting out there. Um, the my one of my workers, Kelly and I, it was just me and him out there at that time. Uh, you know, we definitely had our fair share of uh, excitement out in New York City. Imagine driving tractor trailers around Brooklyn and Queens. So it was just it was just you and one other guy out there lifting houses up. Uh, yeah. So we had to use, we, <laughs> yeah, we had to use union help out there. So um, you know, we had uh, I think it took us a few months to get some guys out there that were willing to uh, you know, kind of buy into our system. So we ended up having a four man crew by the time 
uh, it was all said and done. I think we were out there about nine months um, every day. Uh, it was about six days a week, actually, too. So we were out there for a while, um, grinding out there. And, uh, you know, but, it, uh, yeah, from our business, we just sent uh, me and one other guy out there. That's that's even more incredible because, in my mind, like, raising a house is probably, like, I would have assumed you needed 10, 15 guys, like, working. Oh, no, house. no. We had um, – my crew for years was uh, five guys. Wow. We five, yeah, we had a five-man crew. Um, actually, recently, because of, uh, you know, this whole COVID issue, um, you know, we furloughed some guys. Um, some guys decided to uh, to leave. So, uh, me and that thing, Kate Kelly, we were raising houses. We raised a bunch of houses by ourselves, just me and him. Um, right now, we're back up to uh, three guys. We also have a general construction uh, side of our business. So, we have a couple other guys that jump in here or there when I need some help on some bigger projects. But, um yeah, you know, it's it's in our business where you know there's a lot of risk and a lot of uh, you know a lot of things that you need to watch. It's it's better to have people there that are versed in what you're doing. I'd rather I'd rather have one or two guys with me that know what they're looking at, know what they're doing, and are confident in what they're doing, than have ten guys running around that have no idea what's going on. Because that's really how you can get into trouble, or you know, you can have have uh, you know make mistakes or things like that. So. You know, yeah. I have no problem. Yeah, it's, it's usually I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in the, in the construction business would agree with that. You know, it's uh, have a, more help doesn't always mean better help. That makes a lot of sense. Even I'm sure if you have ten guys who know what they're doing, just like having to keep communication straight across those ten people, you know what I mean, would probably yeah. be difficult when you exactly. start playing across the across the uh, the job. Yeah. Um. So when you are planning on going to lift a house, what does that process look like? Like, how do you even get started with something like that? So, um, you know, obviously, uh, before we show up to lift a house, we have, you know, a full set of plans. Um, you know, the house has been measured. We know we know what kind of house it is, if it's wood frame house, masonry house, what the foundation's like, if it's sitting on a slab, if it has a wood floor system, you know, anything that, how the house is built, we're uh, pretty well aware. I mean, a lot of things are, discovery when you get there because uh you know not everybody's gonna uh go in there and start breaking holes in the foundation and getting under the houses and everything but do you mind um, if I just... um what are you what are you measuring to start uh just the width width and length of the house so i know what size beams to bring um okay. you know bigger projects i'll do some calculations trying to figure out how heavy houses are um so i know what size steel to bring um you know because obviously a, a, a taller section beam is a stronger beam than a shorter section beam so um, you know, we'll load up, uh, the steel at our yard. We have a, uh, a seven, or I guess it's almost eight acre yard, uh, full of equipment, full of steel beams and, uh, oak cribbing, which we set the houses on. So we'll load up the truck, uh, head out to a job. And, uh, the first thing we do is break some holes in the foundation, put our steel beams in, and, uh, we get those steel beams straight up, tied up against the house. And then our hydraulic jacks actually go underneath the steel beams. And we lift the house in that process. So basically, when we're loading the steel underneath, we're basically building a foundation with those steel beams that will suffice for the foundation that the house is actually sitting on. So even though the house is up in the air, we have a steel network underneath of it that basically is uh, is as strong, which nine times out of ten is stronger than the actual foundation that the house is sitting on. So when you when you're knocking holes into the foundation, are those like? up near the top of the foundation or are you lifting the whole foundation along with the 
so you you can take foundations with you if they're um but i mean it's not, it doesn't really pay i mean obviously we do masonry houses and brick houses um you know stone houses anything like that but um generally what we do is we leave the foundation behind and we basically take the floor system and up so any main girders underneath any main uh load beams underneath uh we'll lift up and carry with us but when we're knocking holes um to put the steel in we're basically going through like the the concrete or the cinder block or the stone foundation and uh, just lifting the wood frame above. What kind of machinery are you using to like drive the steel? Or I know you say you knock holes in, but then like, how do you, I would imagine those steel girders must be gigantic, right? Like, well, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people laugh when, uh, when we tell them this, but we actually use a, a skid steer. So um, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, I mean, for the bigger projects, you know, we have uh, wheel loaders and excavators, um, you know, we have a crane to get the big beams around. I mean, we have some beams, we have some fabricated beams that um, we use on our big projects that uh, like we have a, a set of beams that weigh um, 15,000 pounds. So, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but uh, I mean, generally <laughs> I'm using um, for mains, which are our main steel beams, which is where our jacks go underneath of, um, we don't really use anything smaller than 12 inch beams. So they're 12 inch, 65 pounds per foot. So, you know, to put it in reference, um, a 50 foot beam is about 3,600 pounds. Um, you know, we use the skid steer to, uh, to load those underneath and then our cross steel, which, uh, basically go perpendicular to our main beams. Those will use, um, you know, eights or, uh, eight inch at 35 pounds per foot or 10 inch at 52 pounds per foot. So the skid steer that we use, we use a Bobcat T870, um, for our house raising stuff. Just easier because instead of having to bring a low boy around to bring our big machines around, um, I actually just throw that on a little tag along trailer. Or, uh, we have ramps to put on the back of one of our, we have a, uh, a Peterbilt 340 that we have some uh, flatbed, uh, tandem axle that we throw our skid steer on. And then we also have drop deck trailers and stuff like that that I'll pull around if uh, the house isn't that big. I'll throw all the steel, all the blocks, and uh, the machine on that as well. I think the most impressive thing of, of like, just listening to you talk about this is, like, all of the information that you have packed in your head. Like, you were just, like, throwing numbers out and, like, weights and stuff. Like, it's all just... Yeah. Well, you know, we, we go through states. So, you know, I'm always going through weigh stations. So... <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily, our yard's right next to a uh, scrap yard, so uh, we have a good relationship with them. They let us use their truck scales uh, all the time. Um, you know, and then house raising is a lot of numbers. So, you know, especially when you're moving something, um, you always want to find center of balance. So you're always finding um, centering and uh, where where uh, center of gravity is and all those kind of things. So there's a lot of numbers involved in this. Um, you know, it's a rough science because you can do the numbers and uh, – I mean, nine times out of ten, your numbers are going to be spot on, you know, especially if you're going to put a set of wheels underneath the house. Um, you know, if you do the math right, it's going to be right. But then you get some, you know, you get those jobs where you put it exactly where you think it's going to be and you lift it up. It doesn't look right. And you end up moving something over, like, you know, one foot, two foot, and then it looks even better. And you're like, well, I guess I either screwed up on that one or there's something that I, that, uh, <laughs> something that I missed on that one. So that was the contractor who built it in the first place, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so, so you get the steel beams in there and then what happens? Um, after we get the steel beams in, we set, um, hydraulic jacks underneath the beams and those hydraulic jacks, actually, if you guys check out our profile or our website, um, you'll see, uh, they're four by four squares. They look like, um, uh, like squares of the house you're sitting on. Those are actually six by eight inch oak blocks that are four foot long. 
and a hydraulic jack. We use 17-ton hydraulic jacks, and uh, those go inside those uh, those cribs, and we set them, we hook them up to basically a giant um, hydraulic manifold. And uh, what we do is we lift the house using that manifold, and uh, that manifold is it's actually like a dummy-proof system. This thing, if you have four jacks underneath the house, and you know you have three corners that weigh five tons, and one weighs uh, you know 15 tons, one corner that machine pushes everything at the same rate. So that house comes up completely level, completely perfect. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So, I mean, you got to, you got to tell the machine in the beginning because the machine, (laughs) the machine's dumb, but you know, if you tell that machine the right pressure that it needs, uh, you know, you can lift that thing as high as you want, um, you know, and be, you know, spot on. Now, is that a system that's like fairly new or has that been around for a while? So that's fairly new. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably, you know, 20, maybe 20 years old. Um, before that, you know, it was just a common pressure pump with check valves. So basically you would just push in one jack until um, another side needed to come up and you'd basically like tilt the house up. This has come out. This is, a, this is like a newer innovation. Uh, you know, this obviously isn't a machine that you can just buy on the shelf. Like there's only a couple guys in the country <laughs> that make these things. I was going to um, run to Home Depot after this and see if I could grab one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guys were doing it for years with bottle jacks, but, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty slow process. I mean, we're <laughs> raising houses in, uh, you know, half a day with this machine, so. <laughs> that's unbelievable. And I love that. You, so, like, I, those uh, oak cribs you're talking about, like, how much does one of those blocks weigh? Uh, new, new when they're still wet, they're probably about 80 to 100 pounds. And that's what you it, – it's really cool to see because you, like, stack them up. And I remember looking at it thinking, like, man, they – like, it just seems so strange that, like, we've come so far. Like, we made these, like, dummy-proof manifolds that can, like, jack up a house. But then, like, at the end of the day, like, we're just using dead trees to, to yep. put under them. You know what I mean? Is oh, those blocks, you, those blocks are strong. Yeah, they'll carry a lot. So, Is there a reason that you guys – that wood is – superior to maybe like steel or some other type of like scaffolding or anything you would put under there? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I guess it really just comes down to cost and uh, ease of ease of accessibility to getting them. Um, you know, those things, um, you know, you can keep reusing them. Obviously they rot over the years. I mean, I've, you know, we still use some blocks that are, you know, probably 20 to 30 years old, but um, you know, oaks are hard wood. So you get real heavy stuff and uh, those things don't crush out. I mean, some guys, I've seen, I've used pine on like lighter houses, but, um, you know, uh, when you're using something, when you're lifting something real heavy, uh, you want something strong, like a white oak, um, because those won't, they'll bend and, you know, deflect a little bit, but they're not going to, um, you know, they're not going to crush out or you're not going to lose any height on those kind of blocks. There's no way I would trust pine wood to like, hold yeah, yeah. that I, I, mean, I have to crawl under anyway. <laughs> We we use some pine um, for shimming houses. Like if we have to put some uh, some blocks on top of the beams, I'll mm-hmm. use some pine here or there because they're five and a half instead of six. Um, but yeah, no, we don't really use pine much. I mean, if I have to, uh, sometimes when houses are um, unfinished or even when they are finished, say there there's clear spans and buildings and stuff like that, we'll actually go into the house and build cribs to on top of the floor system, the first story to support the second story to take the stress off the walls. Um, mm-hmm. We'll use some pine blocks inside. Um, but yeah, we're you know we're primarily oak. I think we have um, uh, about twenty five thousand blocks, oak blocks. So 
which is, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you come to our yard and we just That's we just why you have, have this big yard, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at one point we had uh, we had over 150 houses up in the air during the during the prime time <laughs> part of Sandy. So we were, you know, we were cruising. I remember, um, you know, I was talking to my brother who runs the office, and he's like, okay, uh, you know, this week you're going to raise this house, this house, you're going to lower this house. And uh, I was like, okay, uh, well, I can lower that house, but I can't raise anything because I think we only have like two blocks in the yard right now. So, yeah, they were all out. So um, that's amazing. You, I mean, you essentially have like a forest in your yard. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I think you probably see it from uh, from from Google Maps from the aerials. <laughs> and um, how how long and and wide did you say those were? Uh, they're six inches. Uh, they're six inches by eight inches, and they're four foot long. And so you just essentially like it sounds like you pretty much just like jack up the house slowly until you can fit one of those cribs under there and then you yep. put them under there and then you again like just keep going up slowly like that yep so our our jacks the ones that we use um you know on a daily basis uh you know they're all long stroke jacks but our jacks go up about um 15 inches so 15 to 16 inches so uh what we'll do is we'll build up uh we'll jack the house up until we can fit basically two more courses of those blocks on top and then we'll shim that beam off strong, and then I release the jacks, and we pull the jacks up, and then we keep going. I mean, obviously you've been doing this for a long time, but is it still like nerve-wracking? Because I mean, it sounds like a lot uh, of stuff could go wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, my dad always taught me uh, growing up. You're always because we're using hydraulics, so you know, you're one fitting away from failure at any point that you're at. So. You know, we're not always going out there and, uh, you know, we have a lot of safety precautions in, in place. So, like, say we're raising a house, um, you know, we don't go up. I just I don't push the house 16 inches, like, right away. Like, you know, just because for a simple fact, if you go up 16 inches and something fails, you're coming down 16 inches. So what we normally do is um, we'll push the house about 8 inches so we can uh, – 8 or 9 inches so we can throw one block across on all the cribs so that if something does fail, it's only coming down, like, 1 inch rather than the 16 and then and then we'll go and lift the rest of the house and add the other block on so that, you know, at, at maximum, we're always like eight inches or less down from the crib. So if something does fail, um, you know, that it's not coming down that far. Um, you know, I mean, things do fail. I mean, it's, you know, we're in a mechanical business, but, um, you know, what what you can do is what, what we try to do is we try to minimize our our failure rate by doing safety protocols like that. There's also things on like our big hydraulic manifold that, um, you know, it would be very confusing if I explain it now. Uh, you know, if you were in front of the machine, I could explain it to you. But there's things with the machines like locking off uh, locking off ports and locking off valves and stuff like that that you can control some things. So say you do have failure on one jack, it's only isolated to that one jack. Um, but, you know, we do our best to, uh, you know, try to limit any any exposure to any failure. And also, I, I didn't realize that you only went up 15 inches. I didn't. Obviously, this is a very strange business to me because I didn't think of a lot of the stuff that you guys have over the years. Um, but I didn't think that, like, the jacks would just go up 15 inches. I assumed that, like, the jacks went up as high as you needed them to go pretty so, much. We ha we have some jacks that go up, uh, I think they're 30 inches. Um, but, you know, they, they're, like, 50-ton uh, jacks, and they weigh so much. It's, like, <laughs> impossible to use. The other jacks with the jack on the base, I think they weigh, like, 100 and they're like 130 pounds or something like that. So they're a lot easier to maneuver, and maneuver than the other ones. So you're um, jacked pretty much is what you're trying to tell me. What's that? I said, so you're jacked is what you're trying to tell me. 
<laughs> I guess I guess in the in the terms of throwing uh, throwing oak blocks around and uh, some uh, some hydraulic jacks, I, I guess maybe. <laughs> um, is your dad still in the business with you? So yeah, my dad's in the business. Um, he was running a crew uh, for a while there during Hurricane Sandy. He still comes out, um, you know, some jobs that we do. Like I just did. Um, we got contracted to move some houses for some development up on the oceanfront in Long Branch, uh, New Jersey. So he comes out on the move day and gives me another set of eyes. But basically, he's just at the yard. Um, he's at our yard daily, uh, you know, just fixing all the stuff that uh, me and our guys break, um, <laughs> you know, with our mechanic. And uh, he's, uh, you know, going to see jobs and stuff like that. He's kind of taking, you know, a little bit. He's still there every day, but he's taking a little bit roll back from the being on the job site every day. How much has has things changed like from when he first started, you know what I mean? Oh, it's changed a lot. I mean, he, you know, he grew up using, uh, um, you know, the, the old manifold that I was talking about, that was just basically a bunch of check valves on a hydraulic pump. Um, you know, it would take a while to lift the house that way. Um, you know, even like the, the ways, you know, coming through, I mean, he was driving around in a, uh, a 59 auto car. That's how he was hauling steel to, uh, to jobs. So, you know, now we're driving around in, uh, you know, 2014 Peterbilt's now. So, um, we still have a lot of, I still have a lot of equipment though from his, uh, his day. I mean, we have, you know, a 72, uh, drop 50 CE excavator. Uh, a lot of the trailers are used are still from him, but, um, you know, that old equipment, you can't kill that stuff. But, uh, when you said auto car, I, I assume that you probably still had that. Those things last forever. Yeah. So that, that, that thing's a monster. It's got a 68,000 pound rear, uh, rears got a hundred ton oscillating fifth wheel um got the 190 cummins with the 503 transmission yeah you can't kill that thing no they last forever so what do you yeah. do just like a yard truck or just as a showpiece now <laughs> uh yeah it will, it will move some houses off road um you know but even like the science uh nowadays um you know back in the day you were always pulling houses with trucks or winches or pulling them with the excavator or wheel loaders um, there's actually hydraulic dollies now, uh, that you hook up to a, a basically a giant hydraulic pump and they, they're gear driven, um, and they drive themselves like playing a video game. That's so sick. <laughs> yep. How do you clear that with like, especially in New York where everything's so tight, you know what I mean? How do you like clear moving a house with the city? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, lo a lot of paperwork, a lot of bonding, you know? <laughs> Things can get done. You're not moving too much stuff in the city. I, I know um, uh, a mover from Pennsylvania moved uh, something. I think it was in Harlem a couple of years back. Looked like you know a crazy job, but I'm sure they they had a lot of fun doing that job. <laughs> is the like I don't even know what what do you guys call yourselves? Like what is your trade? Like building movers? Is that what it is? Yeah. So we're we're actually general contractors um, too. We have a uh, general construction crew as well. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, we're so good at what we do because we understand how we understand the whole building process. So, you know, we, we've built new homes. Um, we've renovated homes. Um, we actually have a side business where we buy storm damaged houses and uh, raise them, get them out of the flood zone, renovate them and sell them too. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess you could call us like structural movers. Um, we do structural work. So we do, we also do like steel fabrication. Um, we do, uh, steel, like, uh, we install steel and buildings. Uh, we do shoring, uh, you know, we do excavation. So we get our hands in pretty much anything, anything that involves heavy equipment. We get our, uh, and, and a lot of, a lot of weight we get ourselves involved in.
do you find that just like once you have the equipment, it's easy to kind of branch into a lot of things? Like, is, is it because you have the equipment that you're able to do all of this stuff? Well, the equipment is always a good thing to have. I mean, you can always run out and rent a machine, um, which obviously we don't we don't do. But uh, you know, I, it really comes down to experience. I mean, a lot of these things, which I'm sure a lot of people in the trades will understand. You know, you can go to school for engineering, but you're not a good engineer until you're in the field and you've actually done jobs and you understand. You know, because people can draw up plans all day long, and until you get there, you don't know what what you're dealing with. You know, so. A lot of things, um, you know, that we're good at, it's because we've done them so many times and we've experienced so many different uh, issues. I mean, even like house raising, um, you know, I can draw it on paper how to raise a house, but every house is different, you know. So you're not really a good house mover or a house raiser or whatever you want to call it until you've, you know, you've gotten some under your belt because you understand them. And, you know, what separates in our business, what separates a good, a good house mover, a good house raiser from, you know, somebody that's I guess mediocre is when there's a problem or when, when something arises that's not in your favor how do you overcome that or how do you get out of that that makes you a good house mover or house raiser you know so we're basically problem solvers um, you know whatever whenever whenever something happens we got to figure out how to how to fix it or how to rig it right because uh, you know it's not like we're, we say oh man this isn't working out we we're, let's pull our stuff out and go I mean so if you have a pro- <laughs> If you, have a, if you have a problem when you're moving a house down the street, I mean, you're fixing it right there, else you're, you're, you know, you're dead in the water. Do you, so are there like a lot of kind of people who do what you do around here, or are you guys like a fairly um, like close-knit community? I mean, there's a, we're we're in an organization that's uh, all the movers in, in the country. Um, I don't know how many movers there are. I mean, in New Jersey, there was probably about, I think there was like two of us in New Jersey um, before Hurricane Sandy that were actually moving houses. Um, After Hurricane Sandy, you guys were coming out of the woodwork. People were coming from other states to get work over here. There was probably about 10, maybe 15 companies that were raising houses in New Jersey. A lot of them have left the guys from out of state. A couple guys have been out of business. Some guys went to jail for fraud. So... (laughs) Um, you know, there's still some guys over there, but I mean, there's still only, you know, one or two other guys in New Jersey at this, at this point that could handle, you know, the jobs that we could handle. So, you know, when you get the big jobs that are really complicated or the big moves and stuff like that, we're not bidding against all the guys that just started up. Um, you know, especially because, uh, you know, you think about the equipment that we've acquired and how big our yard is and how much equipment we have. Uh, you don't, you don't just go out and buy that overnight. You know, you, that's, that's 50 years of, 50 years of collecting equipment. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I'm sure that, um, you know, once you've kind of like made it, I mean, I know if I was going to have my house moved, if I was going to jack up my house, I definitely wouldn't be like calling like pop-up Johnny's uh, house movers. You know what I mean? Definitely... Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, if, if you ever want to have a house moved, a great way to start is uh, checking out somebody's website. You know, if they have pictures with them pulling a house with a dozer, pretty good chance that they've been around a while now you know they have uh just a couple pictures of a house they raised and the pictures look high quality and they were they were pretty recent then uh that might be a good indication that somebody just started <laughs> well if i ever have an issue i'm calling you and then you can point me in the right direction <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely get you guys hooked up in the right spot um we never uh kind of finished talking about how you actually raise a house because i'm i have like the attention span of a squirrel so we got way off there <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you jack up the house um and you put these like cribs under it as you're as you're kind of raising it up and then what happens? 
So basically, we raise it to, um, like, say it needs to go up five feet from the ground or, or five feet from the existing foundation. We'll raise it at least a foot higher so that there's some working room. And uh, we leave it, unless we're contracted to do some other work, but uh, normally we're not. Um, we'll leave it there, and then another contractor will come in, and, uh, like, a mason will come in, add to the foundation or put a new foundation in. Framer will come in, do the new sill plates, any repairs to the existing um, to the existing framing, and then once the house is approved to be lowered, we'll come we'll come back. We'll lower the house down onto the new foundation. We'll pull our equipment out, and then that general contractor will go in and uh, you know finish up the house and get it ready for the people to move back in. What if you have to move the truck? How do you? Or, I mean, not the truck. How do, what if you have to move the house? How do you like maneuver it onto a truck or do it what you have to do as far as that's concerned? Uh, so there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, so the one that we just uh, we're actually in the process right now. We just got one moved in uh, in Long Branch. We got we got contracted to move a couple a few houses over there for this oceanfront development. Uh, the one we actually moved on a trailer, um, a custom uh, house moving trailer that we uh, that we fabricated, and uh, we actually it was a full basement. So basically, when I put the cribs and our main beams underneath of there, I made sure that there was about eight feet of eight feet of room. Um, or more in between them and what we did was since it was a full basement we built a road with our crib blocks basically level with the ground outside and we backed the trailer right underneath the house <laughs> and uh and then what we did was just lower the house down on the trailer and hook the truck up to it and pulled it right out um there's a lot of other ways to do it i mean you can uh you know we've done jobs um where i've actually built a ramp in full basements and um you know we we dig a ramp down break a hole in the wall and we get the machines underneath the house and then that's how we put the wheels in the wheels that we have underneath of them um we, they have hydraulic jacks in, inside of them so you can actually lift and lower the house with the jacks inside the uh the dollies um you know when you get these bigger jobs and you have a lot of dollies underneath of them in order to keep that building level uh, you actually tie a bunch of those jacks together with uh, with hydraulic hoses, and the oil actually floats in between those dollies. So, say one dolly goes up, uh, you know, like one foot, one foot oil comes out of that dolly and goes to another dolly in a low spot. So you keep that building nice and level. Um, there's other ways to move houses too. Uh, you know, we have um, giant skates, or uh, like we have like 50 ton skates that are basically bearings inside a skate. Uh, we can put those. You put two beams down as a track and you'll basically sandwich those skates in between the beams from the house and the beams for the track. You can skate it out that way. Um, you turn the house into a giant rollerblade? Yeah, basically. Basically, <laughs> yeah. We have a uh, big drum roller that you can put houses down on, and then there's uh, so you can move houses on pipes. Um, you know, old, old house moving uh, way is you actually put um, – steel perpendicular to the steel underneath the house. You actually rub ivory soap on the steel and you soap slide the house. <laughs> this is um, insane. This yeah, is... yeah. You just can't do the soap slide on a rainy day because once the soap gets wet, you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, just like that, just like, like the whole, the whole concept of like just moving a house. It just is so crazy. And then like to think of it, like you just put it on skates and like roll it. And obviously it's, it's much more technical and I'm not meaning to sound like it's like uh but it almost sounds like how they would do it in like a cartoon or something like it sounds like not real you know yeah yeah you just gotta uh you know you gotta make sure everything's square um especially when you're using rollers that only go straight you gotta make sure everything's square else you're gonna get bound up but um you know you, we just usually hook it up to the uh you know we have winches we can use or um you know i've actually moved garages by pushing them by hand you know so those skates move pretty easy i mean a lot <laughs> 
we usually use the skid steer to pull the houses. Um, you know, we've pulled houses on dollies with the, with, uh, with the skid steers, um, you know, just because they're easier than bringing another truckload of equipment in with, like, the, you know, on the low boy and all that stuff. But things move. If you set things up, um, you know, majority of the time is the prep work. So as long as you spend your time doing the prep work right, setting things up, moves usually go pretty quick. I mean, we – the house that we moved in Long Branch um, that I was just talking about the other day that we moved on the trailer, I think it took us two days to get it on the trailer and then it took us about three hours to move it probably about uh a thousand feet make a left-hand turn um jack it up take the truck and trailer out put the truck and trailer on the other side of the house so we can back it across the street onto the new foundation so you know it's pretty uh if you if you have all your all your ducks in a row and you get everything uh you know taken care of in your prep work i mean things go pretty quick and things go pretty smooth and it's nice when you have no equipment issues What's the farthest you've ever moved a house um, or a building? So in New Jersey, it's tough moving houses down the road anymore uh, just because we're so, we're so tight over here. I mean, everybody's living on top of each other. Um, the farthest I probably moved a house in New Jersey was probably close to two miles. We moved uh, the original Children's Specialized Hospital in Mountainside, New Jersey. Uh, we moved that um, from a corner lot across. Uh, a highway across Route 22 and then through like a little pocket of woods into the library parking lot so that they could restore it into a museum. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a cool move. Um, we actually got uh, we got delayed on that one because uh, when we crossed the highway, they uh, they forgot to take down a couple wires, so we had to stop and wait for them to take down the rest of the wires, the high tension wires up there. But um, that was that was probably about. Six years ago, we did that one. Um, the Cherry Hill job, which was uh, the big condominium move that we did, that was uh, that was another pretty far one. But you know, a lot a lot of the moves that we're doing um, are basically you know across the street or down like, maybe like a block or two. Or we do a lot of subdivisions too. So if people have lots that are double wide or that they can subdivide the lot, we'll just pick up a house, move it over you know a few <laughs> feet so that they can uh, you know divide the property. Just scooch um, it. Just scooch yeah, it over. Yeah. Do a lot of setback stuff because when you start raising houses, you have now have to conform to setbacks. So we'll pick up houses, move them back five, six feet, um, get them off the get them off the street a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just like I said, you know, the guys down in Texas and you know up in Canada and stuff, those guys are driving houses, you know, hundred miles, hundred and fifty miles because uh, they have the room to do it. You know, around here we're kind of we're kind of locked into um, you know how far you can take them. I don't even think I'd want to drive a, tr a house to 150 miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy those guys up there. <laughs> that would be that would be nerve wracking the whole time I was back there, just knowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, once once you rig it right, it's pretty uh, it's pretty good. And I always tell the guys in the truck, just keep looking forward, don't look back. <laughs> when you're lifting up a house, do they is the house usually like do they empty it out and, and all that, or do they just leave everything in there? Like no, they're not no. they're not living in it, obviously, but. No, actually, you can live in the house after they've raised it, um, as long as you conform to co codes with the stairs and you hook, rehook up the utilities. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of these grants, though, people were getting money to stay in hotels while the houses were getting renovated or getting money for rent somewhere else. But um, no, it's a real delicate process. I mean, you know, when we go up, it's not like it's you know it's going up a couple inches at a time, so it's not really uh, you know it's not flying up. It's definitely moving. Like if you if you watch it, you'll see it go up. But um, uh, you know, I've had guys tell me after, you know, after we even moved out, um, they had, they set the pool table up with a perfect triangle on the pool table and not a single, 
pool, uh, pool ball moved or, you know, they put like a, uh, a bottle upside down on a bottle cap on the kitchen counter and it didn't fall over. So, you know, it's a pretty delicate process. Wow. That's actually really impressive. That's how good you guys are. Yeah. I think that, uh, that condominium move, um, when we moved that, uh, the contractor told us there was one crack in the sheetrock, and it was because we got held down because we missed an anchor bolt. We did, we missed cutting one anchor bolt in a corner, and when we picked up the house, we were getting held down a little bit, so it cracked the sheetrock inside the house. <laughs> I I know that feeling from working on trucks where you're like, you're like I'm pretty sure I got everything off of this thing, but it's not coming off. You know what I mean? It must be stressful yeah. when house. <laughs> yeah, especially when you can't figure out where it is or you don't know about it. <laughs> For me, it's just like a little snip snip. With the with the zip with the uh, pliers usually, but I'm sure for you guys it must just be it must just throw a whole your whole system off. <laughs> no, it's just uh it's just another thing. It's just grab the saws all or the grinder and go cut the thing. But I mean, you know, when you get a lot of bolts or you got a lot of straps, or believe it or not, um, cut nails, foundation cut nails are uh, are really killer to us because you have to break those bonds. So we actually have um, oak wedges that will actually go hit around on the uh, on the foundation try to separate the house because once you break those bonds bonds on those cut nails they come loose but those things are stubborn oh yeah i'm sure i'm sh- i think uh i'm sure that in a process like that everything kind of needs to be like really pretty pretty close to perfect before it'll move you know what i mean especially yeah. if just the i would think that the balance just the trying to get it balanced correctly because not all how it's not like houses are all made perfectly square and like perfectly balanced. I would think that like just trying to figure out, like you said, kind of like the center, just trying to do that must be tough. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, the, the houses that are really tough are the houses that have like five, six additions on them. Um, or, you know, I should believe it or not. Uh, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the smaller the house, the more headaches it is. You know, I'd rather be lifting something that's that's a monster than something that's, you know, 20 by 30, um, just because they they seem to be more work, and then you're working so close to everything. Everything's so close together, you're on a real small, tight footprint. Um, so, you know, I'd rather be working on something big than something small. That's why I work on trucks, baby. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Not cars. Um, what's the coolest? What's the coolest job you've ever done? Coolest job I've ever done. Um, you know, we did a couple years back. We moved from the USS New Jersey. Um, it was a World War II cannon from a uh, from the USS New Jersey ship. It weighed 150 tons, and uh, there was uh, there's this place up in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. There's bunkers there, and it's basically like a state park now. I guess it's a county park, and we actually picked up the cannon and moved it onto a pedestal that they built inside one of the bunkers for the park. So that was a pretty cool job. Um, yeah, we've done. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, it was uh, cold. We actually we actually did that on a day. We loaded the house on a day. It was like 15 degrees out, and uh, we loaded it. And we were gonna move it two days later. We came back two days later, and uh, the ground wasn't frozen anymore. It was 60 degrees out, and our dollies were stuck in a hole. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! <laughs> yeah, we thought the weather was gonna be on our side, so we didn't steel plate anything on the ground, and. Uh, came back so we spent like half a day trying to get it out of the hole but um how'd you get it out of the hole uh i actually had um we we were close to having to jack it up and reload it but uh we ended up hooking up one of our tractor trailers to it two skid steers to it and a pickup truck to it we finally got out of the hole and then we just moved it with uh with the skid steer 
Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, that must have just been so disheartening to come in. Your wheels are like halfway in the, in the mud. Yeah, I was, I was about to go get the uh, the excavator to pull it out, and then we finally got it out, and it was a giant <laughs> relief. So, <laughs> but um, what other? Let's see. I mean, we've moved a lot of uh, train cars. We've done historical uh, like cabooses and things like that. We set them up in towns. Um, what else? My father moved a uh, a zero gravity chamber for testing satellites. Um, I forget when he did that. That was pretty cool. Um, it? it was basically a giant. It's on it's on our website, but it's basically it was like a giant. Um, uh, like it looked like a giant uh, soup can almost, and it was basically like a giant zero gravity chamber. And I think they were testing satellites in it for something like that. I think they moved it for uh, for um. I think it was for a cell phone company at one point. I think my father moved that. That was pretty cool. Do you know how it simulates zero gravity? Just curious. No, I don't know much about it. I remember helping my father with it. Um, and then, uh, you know, just I, I didn't really ask too many questions. I was a young kid back then. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, we've done a lot of cool stuff. Uh, you know, we we did uh, jacked up some big uh, condominiums that, um, you know, they didn't compact. We, we had one in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. They built, uh, it was called, I think it was called like the Golden Triangle um, apartment complex. It was basically a tri triangle. And uh, they didn't compact the uh, the soil right underneath it. They put the roof on it and the thing sank down like 18 inches. We had to jack a uh, whole corridor up, which was about, I think it was about five or 600 feet long. We jacked that up. Um, and we did some cool jobs with uh, excavation too. We had um, a house up on a river um, sun, uh, in Red Bank. We, uh, we dug uh, 24 feet underneath of it, so they could put three stories underneath of it. It was pretty cool. The guy's got a lot of money. He put a 12-car garage, bowling alley, two swimming pools, um, you know, a lot of a lot of other rooms underneath of it. Um, so we did that. I think we took like 350 dump trucks of dirt out from underneath that house. That's awesome. I've I've literally that's funny that you said that. I've always wanted a catacombs in my house. I've always said like one day I'm gonna get rich and I'm gonna have a catacombs built in my house. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this guy had a. I think he had a, a couple bunkers built underneath that thing too. He's so far in the ground. <laughs> Just in case, you never know. <laughs> Just in case, yep. <laughs> well, if you got if you got the money. If you one when one bunker isn't enough, you know what I mean. You need a couple. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is there any jobs that stick out in your mind as being like the worst job or like the most headache-inducing job that you've ever worked on? Uh, believe it or not, um, some of the worst jobs are. Uh, when you're just raising houses for these floodplains uh, to get them out of the floodplains because the ground is so soft and the water table is so high. So, you know, when we raise these houses, um, we have to put our cribs down. Like we'll go under the house and we'll dig holes to put our cribs down to the bottom of where the new foundation or the expiration is going to be. Cause obviously if we put the, so our cribs right on the ground, they're digging four feet underneath of us. Um, you know, there's no way to shore that up, especially when the ground's pretty unstable. Uh, some of the worst jobs are when you're in some real bad, like, hydraulic clay and stuff like that. Because if you get a real heavy house, we'll push the jacks, and all it does is it doesn't lift the house. It just pushes the, the blocks farther in the ground. Ugh. So, yeah, so we'll be, you know, we've had jobs. We we push the blocks in the ground, and uh, the jacks get stuck in the clay. And we're actually putting straps on the jacks with the with the, with the the skid steer and pulling the skid steer out, pulling the jacks out with the skid steer. And then you're throwing more blocks on top of that and resetting the jack and keep pushing down. I mean, at some point, at some point they'll stop moving, but uh, you know, just be it, it kills a lot of time. I'm sure, and and you lose all those blocks into there. 
yeah, yeah, it's another thing. So, yeah, but um, I mean, you, you get some jobs like that, and then uh, you know, you get some real dirty, muddy jobs, and the houses are real wet underneath, or you get some houses that have a ton of mold underneath them. They kind of get nasty, but um, you know, I'd probably say that's probably the worst, worst of it. I mean, you know, besides that, and then which a lot of guys will probably contest to is the weather. I mean, the weather kind of it's tough, you know, with the colder it is, um, you know, the hydraulic oil with the viscosity of hydraulic oil, it's like, um, like molasses when you get real cold out. So things move a lot slower, um, with the hydraulics. Um, and then, you know, I, I just, I, we can't stand, none of us can stand We'd rather it be snowing than be like 40 degrees out and raining. It's like the most miserable weather to work in. Yep. <laughs> sure is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that, that always sucks. Are the, um, I was just trying to think, of any other time I've seen, like, a house jacked up. And literally, the, have you ever seen the movie Children of the Corn? No, no, I haven't. In Children of the Corn 2, there's a woman, an old woman who's having her house moved, and she goes under it, and the Children of the Corn, like, drop it on her. Because she's going, I think she's trying to catch her cat under there. And she ends <laughs> up getting crushed by the house. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. I might have to watch that now. Yeah, no, you should. It, I remember when I was a kid, it, it uh, it, it terrified me. <laughs> I was well, yeah, I mean, nobody it. wants to. Uh, nobody wants to have a house dropped on them, and I'm sure the children of the corn weren't very uh, pleasing to the eye either. <laughs> um, final question. This is a big one. Are you ready? Yep. I am. Do you have any? If you could move any building, right? So the government calls you up, and they're like, Ryan, we fucking need you for this. You're the only guy who can do it. What building would you like to move? Ooh, that's, a good, that's a good one. You should have given me some time to think about that. But uh, we don't we don't do that around here. We're all, we're just off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I always thought churches were pretty cool to move. You know, big uh, churches with steeples and everything. I thought those were really cool. Um, steel frame buildings are really cool because uh, you know we load those a lot different. We we'll actually put beams in there and. Uh, weld our beams to the steel that's in the building um those are really cool to do um barns are really cool you know old pole barns because you do a lot of uh different types of rigging there too we actually choke the columns the main king posts with our beams we'll actually put two beams around the outside and uh put blocks inside and we'll choke them with a chain and use friction to pick them up um but anything old anything old i think is really cool anything old or anything real heavy is really cool so, uh, you know, anything brick, anything block or stone is really, really cool to move. It's a ton of work to set up, but, um, you know, it's one of those things that, you you know, you take a look at it, you take a step back and you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I'm sure just even moving something like that children's hospital must have been like, just because, you know what I mean? It's older and it's kind of like for a good cause and, and that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? It must make you yeah. feel that was that was really cool too because we actually went, that was the original children's specialized hospital. It was built in 17... I think it was like 1780 and uh we moved that and we moved it right by the new children's specialized hospital that they built probably about 30 years ago so all the kids from the children's specialized hospital were looking out the window watching us move that thing so that was pretty cool oh they must have loved that yeah yeah that was pretty cool you know hopefully uh hopefully brighten up some kids days over there what's it what does a building from 1780 look like <laughs> Uh, it was old. It was old. You know, the, the, the uh, you know, none of the joists, none of the framing underneath is. A lot of times, it's actually it's trees. So it's all you know. You still have the bark on the, still have the bark no, on the really? floors. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you get some of these uh, some of these shores ho- uh, towns too. We work in a lot of the um, bungalows that were built. I mean, a lot of it's built out of driftwood. Believe it or not, you know, there's oh. no uh, nothing to code. You have floor, you have floor joists that are basically pieces of driftwood, girders <laughs> that are driftwood. Imagine just finding a tree out on the beach and be like, "Well, this is what I'm going to use to build my house." <laughs> yeah, that, that that looks great for the main girder underneath my house. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Um, cool, man. I mean, that's all the questions I have for you. Cool. You did it. You killed it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time. You know, it's really cool being on here. Yeah, no, I loved having you. Is there any, uh, where can people find you? So we are, uh, our website's wabuildingmovers.com. Uh, we have an Instagram account, uh, wabuildingmovers. Um, and then, you know, we're on, uh, Facebook, WA building movers, WA on Facebook's going to have a period in between it. So W period, a period building movers. Um, you know, we've actually been on dirty jobs too. So you can see an episode of us that's on our website. If you guys want to check that out. I was going to um, say, you're, you're, they should make a TV show out of your job. You know, we've been, we've been approached a couple of times. They actually came out and filmed a couple episodes with us and it was more focused on our house flipping, um, because, you know, these house flipping shows are so, um, you know, so popular right now. Right. And that's part, kind of part of our business. They came out and did a couple pilot episodes uh, with us. But uh, it did pan, pan out. And to be honest, it was probably better because uh, a lot of things they were kind of staging us. You know, they wanted everything staged. Like, we, I, I remember I was lifting a house. It was, like, pouring rain. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you think you can take your rain jacket off? And I was like, but it's raining out. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, so stuff like that. And then uh, they were like, hey, can you guys, like, they wanted, like, a cliffhanger for, like, the commercial break. They were like, can you pretend something is going wrong? And I was like, well, nothing's going wrong. So why would I <laughs> pretend something's going wrong? So, you know, it was probably, it was probably better that that didn't happen. But um, I want a TV show. I'm just putting it out there. If well, anyone... there, there is there is one. It's called Texas Flip and Move. It's the guys down in Texas um, that buy houses, bring them to their yard renovate them and then sell them people will buy them and then they'll, and then they'll move them to wherever the property they buy um, yeah i forget what tv show that's on but that's a bunch of my uh bunch of guys from texas that are uh some real good movers down there it sounds like do you, so i know that you had said that you'll like go out and help other guys who might need help it do you guys like all know each other <laughs> you know what i mean like do you guys like do you guys like in communication regularly i would imagine it's very niche and like yeah, so, you know, um, we've had, you know, when we get big jobs, uh, you know, we'll call up some other guys to come help us. Um, Equipment-wise, if I ever need equipment, um, you know, I'll call up some guys. They'll let us borrow it or there's guys we can rent it from. We also rent equipment. Um, you know, like the the beams that I was talking about that weigh 15,000 pounds, we actually fabricated those beams. Those are for moving real big stuff. They're uh, they're twin uh, 27 by 114, so they're welded. They're stitch welded together. Um, so they're 228 pounds per foot. And then we actually cut windows in them that are 16 inches tall with 16 inch box tubes and welded those in. So you can slide your cross tail through there. And, uh, those all bolt up together. And we have sets of those that are 60 foot, 52 foot, a set of 45, a set of 27s and a set of 10 foot. So those all bolt, those all bolt together. So we'll rent those beams out to people. Um, did you you name them? Like, I feel like something that big should have a name. You know, I didn't, I didn't name them, but they're labeled, so we know which ends go which to which ends. <laughs> but That's you know, maybe, I never maybe I will name that. them. Uh, maybe I'll give you the opportunity to name them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you ever make it down to New Jersey? Come check them out. You can see what they look like to you. 
Yeah, no, I would lo- I would love to. I hope that I do get to come down to New Jersey. I want to walk under a house when it's up. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's always a ton up, so whenever whenever <laughs> you want to come down, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much for having a conversation with me today. Yeah, of course. And, uh, oh, uh, finish telling people where they can find you. They can find you on the Internet at where? Uh, yeah, wabuildingmovers.com. And then they can find you on Instagram at wabuildingmovers or just at WA Building Movers. Yep, at WA Building Movers. And then on Facebook, uh, we are WA, but it's W period, A period, Building Movers and Contractors. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for tonight, and I hope you have a uh, a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking us out today. I hope that you enjoyed my podcast with Ryan. If you can do me a favor, if you're on Apple, go subscribe to the channel um, and do me a favor and leave me a review. I don't care if it's a one-star review, a five-star review. I just need honest feedback so that I can make the podcast better. Please, 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 it would mean so much to me. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful day.